If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Talk Recorded live. Well, God bless you. Thank you for tuning in tonight to Destiny Waits You. God bless you to the audience world. Thank you for the 127 listeners on tonight. I just want to start off with a word of prayer on this today. Father, we thank you tonight for your grace, God, for your mercy, O oh God. God, I thank you for moving on this call on tonight, O oh God. God, I pray that the listeners will be blessed on tonight, O oh God. God, I thank you for deliverance, God. I thank you for your healing mantle on tonight, O oh God. God, I pray that you will move across these lines on tonight, O oh God. God, I pray that you will set the captives free, O oh God. God, I thank you for a turnaround, God, and a spirit man on tonight, O oh God. In the name of Jesus, God. God, you said, ask and it shall be given, O oh God. So, God, I'm asking tonight that your anointing will flow, God, on these lines, O oh God, that your people will be set free and delivered, O oh God, on tonight, O oh God, and we'll be careful to give your name to praise God, glory, God, and honor this you unto you, O oh God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. We're going to take a commercial break, but before we do that, I want to introduce none other tonight than my co-host, all the way from Goldsboro, North Carolina. None other than Bishop Gary Anthony Howe. He is first a father, a bishop, a teacher, a prophet, an evangelist. He is the CFO of Mantle Christian College. He is the founder of Mighty Warriors and Mighty Warriors University College. He is an author and a phenomenal man of God, and I just want to bring him to the platform this evening and thank him for being my co-host on this evening. So I introduce the summit presenting others, none other than my co-host for the evening, Dr. Bishop, Dr. Gary Anthony Howe. God bless you, man of God. How are you this evening? I'm fine, woman of God, and it's indeed a pleasure for me to be here. I greet every one of our listeners tonight in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and I'm looking <clears> for a great word tonight. I'm looking for a move of the Holy Spirit. I'm looking for a great deliverance. It is definitely a pleasure, and we thank you, Dr. Brother. May God continue to bless you. Amen. I just want to talk about tonight about deliverance. We're going to talk about, there's a lot of questions that have been given to me tonight, so we're going to try to answer those questions the best that we can. But I just wanted to encourage someone before we go on the commercial break. I just wanted to encourage you tonight and to let you know, you know, that giving up is not an option. And I began to just see God today and God said to share tonight about the colors of the rainbow that represent the Bible in the event that you don't know what the colors mean. So I just want to start off by saying tonight prophetically that the first color is red. Know that you were covered by the blood of Jesus. So red is symbolic of the blood of Jesus. It's symbolic of warfare. Many of us are in warfare so we wrestle not against flesh and blood. That lets me know that the enemy is going to come. Red also means consuming fire. 
It means the blood covenant, and it means forgiveness. So tonight, let go and let God. So the color red is telling us about the blood of Christ, spiritual warfare, the consuming fire, the blood covenant, and forgiveness, to let go and let God. The next color I want to empower you with tonight is the color gold. The color gold means to the glory of God. We say to God be the glory. And that's what the color gold is symbolic of. It's symbolic of holiness. That means there's a standard that we cannot live any kind of a way. And it's symbolic of liberty and authority. Obey those that have room over you in kingship. So, again, the color gold in the prophetic realm is symbolic of kingship. To God be the glory or glory. Holiness, liberty, and authority is symbolic of the color gold prophetically. The color silver prophetically means redemption, the word of God, wisdom, and God's refining process. And we're all on, on a pedestal tonight. We're not on a pedestal, but we're on the potter's wheel. And God is making us a moment as a silver symbolic of the process. That God is making us, and he's molding us, and he's giving us wisdom, and it's symbolic of the word of God and redemption. That's the color silver. The color amber means the glory and the presence of God. The color amber. The color purple means majesty, royalty, kingdom, and inheritance. You know, we are a royal priesthood, a chosen generation. We are set aside on tonight. So I properly declare and decree on tonight. Purple, you're real. We are above and not beneath. We're the head and not the tail. The color orange is symbolic of fire from God or fire from heaven. It means a harvest is coming your way. And I know many of us need a harvest. It means that we are fruitful. We will be fruitful and multiply. And it also means that you are a profound warrior. We are all warriors in Christ. So I declare and decree on tonight that we are warriors. The color white means purity, innocence, salvation, overcomer. Hallelujah, we are overcomers. It means worthy, it means honor, and it means righteousness. So I declare and decree on tonight that we will live in purity. I declare and decree we will live in salvation. We will live in innocence. I declare and decree tonight that we will be overcomers. I declare and decree tonight that we will be worthy, we will be people of honor, and we will live righteous, which is the color white. The color blue in the spiritual realm, the prophetic is symbolic of the river of life, and Jesus is the river of life on tonight. And it's also symbolic of hope, God's passion, his grace, and his mercy is the color blue. And we all need God's grace and mercy because we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. And prophetically, the next color is green. And you know, in the real world, we think about green as money. But in the prophetic arena, green stands for healing, restoration, new beginnings, prosperity, the throne room, and flourishing. So I declare and decree tonight a healing mantle upon God's people. I declare and decree restoration. I declare and decree new beginnings. And I declare and decree prosperity. I declare and decree flourishing, and that's the color green, prophetically. Prophetically, the color pink means faithfulness, humility, intimacy with God, 
first love, which is God, and friendship. So I declare and decree on tonight for the God of peace that we will be faithful to God. We will be humble. I declare and decree on tonight. I declare and decree we'll have an intimate relationship with God. I declare and decree tonight that God will be our first love. And I declare and decree tonight that God can be our father and our friend. The next color is copper or bronze, which stands for Jesus' feet, strength, atonement, forgiveness, and washing. So I declare and decree in the spiritual realm prophetically on tonight that copper and bronze stands for strength. We declare and decree tonight that you will walk in strength. I declare and decree that God forgives us for an atonement. I declare and decree tonight that God will forgive us, and I declare and decree tonight that God will wash us. Amen. I declare and decree prophetically that the color bronze stands for the tabernacle altar, fire of testing, and offering. So I declare and decree tonight that we will make sacrifices unto God. We will make sacrificial offerings to God, which the color bronze stands for. The color barometer stands for standing in his presence. You know, Psalms 91 said, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. So, lavender means that we're standing in the holy place. So, I declare and decree, God, that you will allow us to walk in the holy of holy tonight. That you will allow us to walk in the holy place on tonight. And the color black prophetically means bondage, it means death, it means without right, it means judgment, it means sin. So, I declare and decree tonight, I break the spirit of. Judgment off of our lives that the Lord will bring upon our lives. I declare and decree tonight that the sins on our life will be broken. I declare and decree on tonight that the spirit of death will bypass us and our families. And I declare and decree, I break the spirit of bondage on tonight. So prophetically, the color black again means bondage, it means death, it means without light, it means judgment, and it means sin. And very last, in the prophetic arena, the color rainbow stands for God's promises. And the radiance of God. So I declare and decree on tonight that God's promises, we will walk in those promises. I declare and decree on tonight that God's radiance will shine all over us. Amen. So that was a prophetic word. And I prophesy on tonight that we will be warriors, that we will be a royal priesthood of the children generation. I declare and decree on tonight that we will forgive. I declare and decree on tonight that we will walk in liberty. I declare and decree on tonight that we will walk in holiness. I declare and decree tonight that we will walk in authority, that we will obey the people of God, that God has set rule over us. I declare and decree on tonight that we will give God the glory to God be the glory. I declare and decree tonight that God will manifest his harvest. I declare and decree on tonight that God will that, we, that God will give us fruitfulness. I declare and decree tonight that we will walk in prosperity. I declare and decree on tonight that God will give us hope and that God will give us passion. I declare and decree tonight that we will be whole, we will be complete, that we will walk in healing, that we will walk in restoration, that we will walk in new beginnings, that I declare and decree tonight that we are faithful people of God, that we will be humble before God. So that's the prophetic word in the opening to this show on tonight. So I hope that you were blessed prophetically by the colors of God. And now we're going to take a commercial break, and we will return after the station break. Okay. Well, I guess not. I'm going to move on. So tonight we're going to be talking about deliverance 
Amen. And there's a lot of times where we have been bound up and we haven't been free. But I just want to let you know on tonight, if you want to be free, if you want to be whole on tonight, that you can be free and that you can be whole. Amen. I think about Jeremiah 37 and 6, it says, Then they took Jeremiah and cast him in the dungeon that was in the court of the prison, and they let down Jeremiah with cords, and in the dungeon there was no water, and there was nothing but mud, and Jeremiah sunk in the mud. So I said, okay, God, what are you really saying? And God was saying to me, he said, you know what? They hated Jeremiah so much that they put Jeremiah in a well, in a pit, in a hole in the ground, in a dungeon, in a dark place. And when I think about deliverance, I think about in a dark place, I think in a dungeon experience, I think about being in a tunnel where you can't see your way out. And so somebody may say, well, I'm going through depression, that I'm going through suicide. And if you're experiencing any of those, that means tonight that you need to go through a deliverance. So I declare and decree on tonight that you will be delivered after this call on tonight. And I think about Romans 8 and 28, which it says, and we know that all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord and who are called according to his purpose. And the reason why the enemy comes to attack us is because he sees our purpose. Amen. And all of us have a design and purpose in God. And when I'm saying purpose, there's something that God has put us on this earth to do. Everybody's purpose is different. God has called some of us to minister to those in the prison. He's called some of us to preach to those in the church. He's called some of us to serve the homeless. He's called some of us to serve the hungry. Whatever our purpose is, the enemy wants us to be bound. He does not want us to be delivered so he can keep us from doing the perfect will of God. But I say on tonight that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And so I flip over to 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 through 20, which says, Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You are bought at a price, therefore honor God with your bodies. So that lets me know that the enemy will try to come and he will try to bond us up in our bodies. Like, for instance, evil thinking. Our thinking is not the thoughts of God. And he bonds us up. He wants us to think that we're not loved. Loved. He wants us to think that nobody cares about us. And that's a tactic of an enemy. And it it means that we need to be free. Amen? And then I go to Proverbs 3 and 5. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean to your own understanding, and all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. And, you know, when you're going through a, a season of darkness, you may not understand, but that's when we have to go before God, and we got to seek God, and we got to understand that God is the author and finisher of our faith, and that's when we have to say, I'm not rejected, I'm accepted, and that's when we got to say, I may feel guilty. But God has forgiven me so all the guilt that I feel from my past. I don't have to live in my past. And when you're feeling inadequate, you got to prophesy to yourself and tell yourself, God says I'm the head and not the tail. And that means that I am adequate. When you're feeling hopeless, you got to prophesy to yourself. And you got to tell yourself that you have opened Christ. Come on, Romans 15 and 13 lets us know that we have faith in God. And when you're feeling alone, you got to prophesy to yourself. You got to tell yourself, I'm never alone. 
but I will walk in my deliverance. I will walk in my freedom. I will walk in hope. I will walk in the grace of God that God has given me. You got to prophesy to yourself and say, I am not defeated. I am victorious. You are more than an overcomer. Oh, my God, I am more than an overcomer. No matter what the enemy may try to do, I thank God on tonight that I'm an overcomer and that I can walk through the valley of the shadow of death and fear no evil because I know that God is with me. No matter what the enemy brings my way, I know that in this season that God will shield me, that his grace and anointing will protect me. So I encourage you on tonight not to be bitter, not to be anxious for nothing, not to be discouraged, not to doubt, not to fall in the pits of the enemy, not to allow the devil to control your mind. But I prophesy tonight that you will walk in peace. I prophesy tonight that you are overcomer. I prophesy on tonight that God is protecting you and shielding you, and on tonight I bind up every spirit of sorrow on this call. I come against the spirit of weariness. I come against the spirit of weary on tonight. But I am thankful. We are thankful. We are royal priesthood. We are chosen generation. And when the enemy comes, come on, somebody, we got to put up a standard. And so somebody on this call tonight may say, well, I'm not qualified. But God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the call called God is greater than any profession that we have. You know, many times we'll look around and we're like, well, they're preaching. So what, even though we're preaching, even though we're teaching, come on, somebody, we're still imperfect. When I think about it, Jacob cheated, and Peter had a bad temper in the Bible, and David had an affair, and Noah, he, drunk, he was a drunk. And Jonah ran from God when God told him to do something, so he ended up in the belly of the well. And Moses committed murder. Come on, somebody. And Mary was a gossiper. And Martha, she worried about Jesus, and she worried, and the Bible says worrying is a sin. And then we have doubting Thomas, and he was a doubter. And Jesus said, if you don't believe it, put your hands, and you can feel the nails in my hand. He was one of Jesus' disciples, but he doubted Jesus. But he was imperfect, but God still used them. And Sarah was impatient. She wanted a baby, and she waited a long time, and she became impatient. But God gave her the baby that she desired. And then we have Jeremiah. He was moody, and he was like, Lord, I don't know if I can take this, God, but take, take, take me up into the heavens. And then we have um, Zacharias, who was short, and he complained because he was short. And then we have Abraham, and he was old, and he complained because he was old. And then we have Lazarus, who died. So I'm saying this to say this all tonight. God doesn't call the qualify. He qualifies those that are called. God is greater, come on, somebody, than any imperfection that we have. We are all imperfected on tonight. And that's why God is saying on tonight, there's a powerful anointing in your life. Your suffering is a setup. You're not going to die in the pit, from the pit to the palace. So put on your spirit of praise against the spirit of evidence. And, and, and as we praise God, we're able to walk through our deliverance. As we praise God, we're allowed to be free. As we praise God, we're a whole. Come on, somebody. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but for the pulling down of strongholds. So that lets me know on tonight that I can do all things. That lets me know on tonight that I am more than a conqueror. John 14 and 1 says, do not let your hearts be troubled. 
Trust in God and trust in me, say of God. So tonight, God is saying to trust in me. He said, I've got your back. He said, when the enemy comes from the left and the right, and he comes from the back. God is saying on tonight, I have equipped you, and I have equipped you with my word. He said, I have equipped you in prayer. He said, and I'm equipping you even in fasting. So there is no weapon for an against you shall prosper on tonight. Just continue to trust and to believe God. John 14 and 27 says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. That lets me know that no matter where I'm found, no matter what state I am, God will give me some peace that surpasses all understanding on tonight. God is our peace. He is our present help in the time of trouble. God says, do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid on tonight. So wherever you're going through, God has your back. Come on, somebody. Come on, hallelujah. Jeremiah 40 and 30 says, even youth grow and they get tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who have hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as the eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So just like an eagle, an eagle soars so high, and then the eagle starts to soar lower and lower because of the winds and the breeze and because of the storms. But I encourage you, just like the eagle, he soars. And even in the midst of the storm, the eagle continues to soar. Even in the midst of the storms and the thunder and the hail and the sleet and the rain and the hurricane, the eagle is soaring. And sometimes he gets into weather where he has to fly lower. But even no matter how low the eagle gets, he still recognizes that he has to continue to soar. So you've got to soar above every problem that you're going through on tonight. And I want to encourage you to soar above every trial. Soar above the own addiction. Soar above depression. Soar above the um, sexual lust. Soar above unforgiveness. Soar above malice and hate and deceit on tonight. We got to soar above it because we are God's people, a chosen generation. And then I flip over a little bit more to Romans 16 and 20. The peace of God will soon crush Satan under his feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus will be with us. The Bible says he has given us power to tread upon serpents. How do I tread upon serpents? That's when I begin to praise God, and I begin to pull down the strongholds in my life with praise. Come on, somebody. When you're down and you're out, begin to praise God and recognize that through our praise, our praise is our weapon. And even as we begin to praise God on tonight, God says, I'm restoring everything that the canker when the locusts took away. Whatever the, whatever you've lost, God has said, I'm going to restore it on tonight. It's just one season, says God. It's just one season on tonight. But God is restoring what you lost. So we're declaring the decree on tonight. The Bible says in Philippians 4 and 6, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, make your petitions known before me, and the peace of God will give you all understanding, and that lets me know that I can't go before God. Some things God is saying, hey, daughter, hey, son, to wait upon. And sometimes we get anxious and we go before God. And when we go before God, that puts us in a situation, that puts us in things that we don't want to go through. So I encourage you all tonight to know that a trial of our faith, come on somebody, work of patience. And then I'll flip over to 1 Peter 5 and 6. 
Humble yourself, therefore, unto God, the mighty hand of God, that may lift you up in the time of sorrow. Cast all your cares upon me. God is saying, cast all your cares upon me. When you feel like you can't make it, cast your cares upon God, for he's the author and finisher of our faith. I don't know about anybody else tonight, but every trial that I go through, I understand that there will be a victory cry out of this. And sometimes we got to stand on the word, and God reminded me, he said, you know how the enemy comes, and you got to put up the standard. And God said, cock yourself back, bend back, and say, devil, I got you. And I'm firing shots with you through the word of God. So take your word and say, ching, 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 devil, I got you. And I'm going to shoot you with the word, ching, ching, devil. Every time you come against me, ching, ching, devil, I'm going to blow you away. So the next time the enemy comes, you got to ching, ching, ching. And Put up your guard and put up your guns and tear down that devil with your word. We are powerful people of God. Come on, somebody. I'm so happy on tonight because I understand no matter what the enemy comes, I have the victory to put on every stronghold in my life. And I think about Dr. Martin Luther King on tonight. And I think about how they spit on him. I think about how they beat him. And I think about how he stood for social injustices and brutality and how he was arrested. And they bombed Dr. King's house 13 times. And when they bombed his house, he could have gave up. But one thing about Dr. Martin Luther King, he recognized that there was a call of God on his life. And because he understood that there was a call, he never gave up. He continued to stand against the darts of the enemy. And I think about how we look at the victories, but we don't see how the things he had to go through. He had to stand and remember that he had faith in God. His faith was a unique one. God, the mother king, just like John the Baptist, they prepared a way for God's people. And I think about Rosa Parks and how she refused to give up her seat to a white man in 1955, which created the Montgomery Bus. And then the Montgomery Bears boycott, blacks began to refuse to ride the bus. And just like Martin Luther King, Dr. Martin Luther King, and just like Rosa Parks are tonight, I challenge you not to stand against the fiery darts of the enemy, but we got to stand. We got to put on the whole armor of God. We can't give up. We can't quit. But we got to continue to walk in faith on tonight. Bishop, how are you? with me tonight yet? Bishop, are you with me on tonight? Yes, I am. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. I didn't know you were with me on tonight. But I just want to say, even in bondage, we can still be set free. Amen. So, Bishop, one of the questions that someone has asked tonight, the person says, would you expound on the issue of talking to demons during deliverance? What does that mean when you see people talking to demons during deliverance? They want to know what deliverance means and how the spirit transfers from one person to another. All right. <clears throat> well, first of all, let me start from the beginning here before I answer that question. We, we need to understand that, as you have already stated, that God has called us to peace, and whom the Son has set free is free indeed. And demonic spirits are spirits that are used, <coughs> that are used by Satan in his kingdom. And they come to bring torment and bondage. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And through the, through the power of Christ, when we speak, the life and death is in the power of tongue. And when we speak the word of God from our heart, the, 
kingdom of heaven is within. And when we speak the word of God, demons have no choice but to obey because of the authority of the word of Jesus Christ. When we speak, we're speaking as in the God family, as in children of God, as in God's sons and daughters, his kingdom being within, and we're speaking under the authority of the blood of the word of God and the authority he's given us power over demonic spirits. It said, these signs shall follow them. And one of the things that was in that quotation was that they will lay hands on the sick, that they will recover, they will take up serpents and scorpions. So he's given us power over demonic spirits. Now, demonic spirits are disembodied spirits. Some say they are the spirits from the Nephilim. Others say that they are uh, spirits from that live prior to this world. Some say that it's spirits of the dead that have fallen that are in Satan's kingdom. All I know is that those demonic spirits are from uh, uh, fallen angels uh, and, those, and those fallen angels and, and other spirits that are working, all working together in Satan's kingdom. And we have power and authority over them. They must obey. The word of God says, what's up we bind in heaven is bound on the earth. What's up we loose on the earth is loosed in heaven. He didn't, he didn't just give that authority to Peter, but he gave that to the body of Christ as well. So we have power to tread on those serpents. We have authority over demonic spirits. And when a spirit is cast out of someone, it goes to dry places looking for a place to, to inhabit because they're disembodied spirits. And they come back to the house they left from and find that swept clean. And they get those seven other spirits more wicked than themselves to try to get back in that house. So what I want you to know tonight is that when the sun is set free and when the house is swept clean, the Holy Spirit is in there. They can't come in and bind the Holy Spirit. Now, here's the problem that I find in the body of Christ. I find that, all, that, that there's this big I and little you. I'm up here and you are down there syndrome. That's based on titles, that's based on positions, uh, based on giftings and callings and whatever. You know, gifts and callings come without repentance. So people began to think that they don't need deliverance. But they are yet caught up by demonic spirits because spirits work in the brain. They work in the mind. They come to, to block the mind. They come to influence your thinking. They come to, to take control of you, to, to separate you from God. They come to, to deprive you of what God has planned for your life. They, they'll take you off your destiny and your purpose. They come to do that when they come to steal, kill, and destroy. So the, in the body of Christ, we got this thing that we don't want to do it the right way. But God says, blessed are the humble. The Bible says if you resist the devil, he got to flee from you. So if you are humble and you humble down and you resist the devil, and the Bible says we're to confess our faults one to the other, and if we see our brothers and sisters overtaken in the world, fault, we with the spiritual restore them in the spirit of weakness, considering ourselves. So we got, this is a warfare that's going on, and we got to pray for one another, and we got to pray that, 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 that the captives be set free. And, and he's put the gifts in the body for us to minister to each other that we may yet stay free, that we, may, that we may yet put on the whole armor of God. And we put on that armor of God, our thinking is right, because we got on the helmet of salvation. Praise God. We got on the breastplate of truth. We know the truth is that Jesus defeated every principality and power that they is, spoiled power to make it open, showing them when he got up from the grave and conquered them. Glory to God. And we've overcome the world through him. Praise God. He took his blood into the Holy of Holies one time and for all, for all of us. And we know as much as sin did abound, much more does grace abound. So we got a chance to resist the devil. We got a chance to stand up against him 
with the power of the word of God. I'm going to stop right there. Jesus. Amen. So I'm going to answer my next couple of questions. The next question is, why can't we cast out demons with a word like Jesus? So my response to the individual that just inboxed me, we can. God's word will not, God says his word will not come back to us void. But the Bible also says some things only come through prayer and fasting. So sometimes when we're casting out demons, we got to pray and fast. we got to be already be prayed up, and we already got to be fasted up. And the next question is, what is the difference between casting out and bonding a demon? Well, bonding is stopping and freezing a demon in the tracks, okay? We have to respect, the demons have to respect the word of God, amen? Okay, so let's see. Why do demons get into things? You know, demons are territorial, so they stay in objects and they feel comfortable. So demons come to look for a body that they're comfortable in. Just like Jesus cast the demon out of the man and the demon ran into the swans, so when a demon comes out of a person, it has to find another place to exhibit where it's comfortable, where it's warm at. So that's why we're having deliverance service. That's why we're saying um, if you can pray, you know, to be praying and to watch. Um, so when the demons come, you have another body to enter. So the next question, how can I help my son who is saved but full of evil spirits and not open to deliverance as I see results in my grandchildren? It's a generational curse. So I will say you got to take control, speak authority over that generational line curse. We have the power. There's life and death in the power of the tongue. We have the power to break every generational curse. Some things that are demonic, some things come through demons, and it's a generational curse. And we have the power to break that generational curse. Like, that's a curse in my family of cancer. And I, even though they say that I'm going to have it, I have the power. There's life and death in the power of my tongue to break that. Some people have spirits of um uh, addictions, drug and alcohol addiction. Some families have a large amount of people that drink. Some people have a large amount of people that lie. But we have the power to break the generational curses in our families and to cast out these demons. Amen. All we have to do is believe. With regards to the generational curses, we have to take generational power over generational curses in our lives. Amen. So we can pray against the backlashes. We have the power and authority and the legal right in the spiritual realm to cast out every single imagination that the enemy has brought before us. Okay, so let's see. So some of the topics that we want to cover tonight, Bishop, are bonding spirits, um, brokenheartedness, and competitive spirits and false tongues. So if you want to address any of those um, people have questions about bonding spirits, bonding loosened spirits. They have a broken heart, comp- competition spirits, and false tongues. If you want to address those, yes, I can address. I'm gonna start with the broke with the uh, broken heart. I think about Joseph, who was given a vision, or given a dream, and yeah, and that dream was a vision of where God was carrying him. He was speaking to Joseph, letting Joseph know his future, and how other folks, his brethren, were jealous of him. And they took him and they put him in the pit because of jealousy. Praise God. People will see things about your life and give you a hard time. But when you're in the pit, it's so important to understand. It's not time to cry, me, oh, my. 
You know your heart is broken. I know Joseph was hurting there. His brothers that he loved was, was taking him and putting him in a pit. Praise God. But when you're down in the pit, just know that you still have purpose. And God is not going to leave you there because no weapon formed against you shall prosper. So no matter what you're going through in your life right now, just know that this too shall pass. Just know that if you trust God in the pit and you praise him while you're going through, since the enemy is giving you thoughts of, of all the negative thoughts and trying to get you to speak negative because life and death is in the power of the tongue. And he first has to get you to think negative. If he gets you to think negative, you speak negative, and you lose his power in your life to work in your life. But you need to think on the things of God. You need to meditate on God, knowing that no weapon formed against you shall prosper, knowing that greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world, knowing that all the devils in hell can't pluck you out of God's hand, knowing that God is more for you than the whole world is against you. Don't listen to the devil. This is just a season of attack. But when I see Joseph in the pit, and then I see him in the pit, and I see his brother selling him into slavery, and I see him coming up out of the pit, but everywhere he went, God was with him. When he got to Potiphar's house, God was with him. Praise God, he became over all Potiphar's affairs because of the anointing of God was with him. Or he might have been a slave to Potiphar, but he was a slave to God in the truth of walking in holiness and righteousness, and God yet still elevated him. So what did he do? He come at his flesh. That's what the devil is doing in our lives. He'll come at our flesh when we're down and depressed. He'll make us think negatively and, 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 and knowing that, that some of us are focused on people and what people think about us and what people feel about us and how people treat us. And we're focused on all of that, but we need to yet focus on the Lord. And Joseph refused the flesh. Glory to God. He pulled away. He turned away from sin. That's what we have to do is turn away from sin. Keep our minds stayed on the Lord. Or we might go into a prison for a season of time. But guess what? Destiny and purpose is still working in your life. So don't let the enemy fool you with brokenhearted. Sometimes people we love hurt us in relationships. Sometimes people hurt us in the church. We do all we can to love others and treat others right and be there for other people and let the power of God flow through our lives into their lives. But yet we turn around and get hurt. But let me tell you something. The tears of the righteous are bottled in heaven. God cares about your tears, but your tears ain't going to move God. What's going to move God in your life is your faith, is your believing his word, is you speaking his word. That's what's going to move God in your life. Okay. He got your tears there. You're going to be rewarded. Praise God for everything that you're going through. And the Lord, okay. he will fight your battles. He says, business is mine, says the Lord. You ain't got to worry about it. We can pray for those that do evil against Amen. us and despitefully use us. We can lift them up in prayer because we know God is working on our behalf, and it's bad to fall in the hands of an angry God. Where are you going to run? Whom can you turn to to fall in the hands of an angry God? And I heard him say it's better for you to be in the ocean with a millstone around your neck than to offend one of my little ones. So Amen. God, just Amen. Your head up and know that you are somebody. You've been bought with the price. God loves you so much that he let his son come and die for you. And the blood of Jesus has cleansed you from all unrighteousness. And if you faithfully test to confess your faults before the Lord, he'll say he will forgive you and cast them as far as the east is from the west. Folks, looking back at your life for 20 years ago, remember what happened in your life 20 years ago, thinking you're the same person. But you need to hold your head up, lift yourself up, and say, I am, I am that I am in Christ what he has made me to be. And I'm not just a conqueror, but I'm more than a conqueror. I'm not just a winner. I'm one who wins. 
because of he that in me worketh all things out for my good. Praise God. And I learned through him I could do all things because he's the one that strengthens me. So the broken heart, I say unto you, lift your head up. Look up and be glad and know that God has got you and this too shall pass. That's for the broken heart. Amen. Glory to God. He said, blessed are, the, blessed are those. Praise God. All of a Sunday. Ah, because, ooh, glory to God. Blessed are those. Because God Amen. would give you the kingdom of heaven. Glory to God. Amen. 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 And I just want to um, add something about, you know, the brokenhearted. You know, I always say that sometimes, you know, brokenheartedness is a process. But God had been dealing with me, and God said that, you know, even though people are brokenhearted and the world says that there's a process, but God said to tell you on the call tonight that there's going to be a sudden change, that, you know, the world says it's a process no matter what you've been going through. If you've been going through rape, molestation, or people are mistreating you, or you're experiencing church hurt, you know, usually that's a process. But God says, all of you that are under the sound of my voice on tonight, he said it's going to be suddenly. You're going to be able to suddenly forget. You're going to be able to suddenly to drop the strongholds that are on your life. So just don't think that, you know, well, it's on me. Yes, it's on you. But you got to pray and ask God to break it off of you. And God says on tonight, as you pray and ask me to break it off of you, he said it's going to be a suddenly, it's going to suddenly fall off of you. He says there's going to be no more change. He says you're going to be free right away. God says on tonight that I'm breaking every stronghold that's on your life that's causing you to be brokenhearted on tonight, said God. God says when you are tempted, he says, though you're tempted, he says, I am strong. So tonight we break every stronghold, the destruction of your mind that will cause you to think that, well, I'm brokenhearted and I can't come out of this. So I declare and decree on tonight that even though you're brokenhearted, that you can still walk out of it. You can still walk out with your head held up. You can still walk out of it and declare and decree. You are no longer captive to the sin of brokenness. You have control. God has given us power to try to put a serpent of God on tonight. And I would just like to say on tonight to you that you got to pull down the stronghold of this in your mind. You know, our mind says that I'm brokenhearted. That person did this, this, and this. But we got to speak and declare and decree things. And we got to pull those strongholds down in the spirit by saying, yeah, I feel broken, but I declare and decree that I'm whole. I declare and decree that I'm no longer broken. So we got to begin to change our thought process, said God on tonight. Thoughts can be sinful. Thoughts can be sinful as the lodge in our heart. So I tell you all tonight, we got to speak to our heart, creating us a clean heart, say of God, and renew the right spirit within us all tonight. So we have the power to ask God to help us. We have the power to break that brokenness in our heart. We have the power to say, I won't be emotionally distressed. We have the power to say, I won't be emotionally drained on tonight. So if you're feeling brokenhearted, you got to confess it. you got to believe it. you got to embrace that you're healed. you got to embrace that you're whole. you got to prophesy to yourself on tonight. you got to prophesy to yourself that you're whole and that you're complete. And you got to break the uncontrolled habits in your life, you know, and the world says, well, I was broken. 
I'm broken because I had a divorce. I'm broken because he left me. I'm broken because she left me. Just because somebody walks out of your life, you can let them walk out of your life, and you still can be whole, and you still can be complete, and you still can love the person on tonight. So I just want to encourage you. Can, and the major, another major key thing is you've got to change your attitude. Regardless of what people do, I wrote a, a status today, and the status said that no matter what state that you're found in, your attitude should not shift. Your attitude should not change. So I'm saying on tonight, you may feel like you're broken, but your attitude should not change on tonight. And you should be able to control your anger. You should be able to control your fear. You should be able to walk in love even though you're broken. And that takes a process from God, but we can speak it. We can declare. we got to face the wrong that we're thinking on tonight. We must face the strongholds in our life. We must face the wrongdoers in our life. We must face the sin in our life. You know, our actions are rooted in our thoughts. Come on, somebody. Our actions are rooted in our thoughts. You know, our thought process is telling us that we're not healed. We can't be healed. But we got to be submitted to God. And God says that there's nothing too hard for us all tonight. So I pray tonight that if you're feeling like you're broken, God says, I got you. God says, I'm going to heal you on tonight. God says, don't worry about the form of things. Forgetting all those things which were behind you. You are valuable, say of God. You are valuable, not because of what you do or because of what you've done, but simply because you are a child of the king. Even though you're broken, you're valuable, I prophesy on tonight. You know, you've got to put yourself in a state of mind where you say to yourself, here's an opportunity for me to celebrate life again. Here's an opportunity for me to take back my power that the enemy took away from me. Here's an opportunity for me to own the ability to get myself to do what's in the Word. I have the power. It's necessary. Everything that I had to go through, even though it caused me to be broken, it was necessary on tonight. When one door shut, save God, on tonight, another door will open to the very people that hurt you tonight. God said, I had to shut that door. But, you know, oftentimes we look so long and so regretful upon the closed door. But we have to see that God shut the door for him to open up another door. You know, life is a succession of lessons. We have to learn lessons from life, which God allows us to learn lessons so that we can live, so that we can understand that we can't lean to our understanding. So I encourage you tonight to go confidently in the direction that God is taking you on tonight. Ask God to lead you and to guide you. Live the life you imagine. You can live the life that you imagine with God on your side, even though you're broken. Life, can, life is interesting, you know, sometimes. In the end, some of our greatest pains become our greatest strengths. Your greatest pains become your greatest strengths. It's not whether it's not about the fact that you got knocked down, but whether you get up when the enemy knocks you down, can you get up? And when you get up and there's a praise behind it. Praise is our weapon on tonight. Faith is taking the first step. Come on, somebody. Even when you can't see the whole staircase. Sometimes we can't see the whole whole staircase because we feel pain. Sometimes we can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, but God says if you were just tired out on tonight, even in your pain, even in your trauma on tonight, God says that there's light at the end of the tunnel. You have the power on tonight. God is saying don't give up. Don't quit. You are valuable. God says I'm giving you the power to exit out of the pain right now. He says all you have to do is speak it. And, I, and one of the things about me, I'm real fundamental because I understand what it's 
Come on, somebody, Isaac has faith, amen. Even as Isaac has faith, we have faith. And Moses has faith. He had to leave Egypt. And he had to leave the Israelites, but he has faith. And I think about how ultimately God has given us faith. He has given us power to speak the healing into our lives on tonight. So know that all tonight, that faith comes by hearing the word. And even as we hear the word of God, and even as we look for healing scriptures, God has healed us. Don't be silent tonight by your shame. Don't be frustrated by your fear. Ask God to reveal in your life tonight what is holding you back from your freedom. What is holding you back from being healed? What is holding you back from being held on tonight? And when you understand this, God will deliver you. Amen. I'm sorry, Bishop. I didn't mean to cut in. Amen. Oh, you saw the woman of God? He was sharing. Praise God. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus, for that awesome word. Amen. Amen. What was one of the other questions, woman of God? Someone wants to know the difference between bonding and loosing. Okay, the difference between binding and loosening. When you bind something, you, you, you shed it down. You take your authority away from it, and you take it captive. And when you lose something, you're loosening the word of God. You're activating the word of God in the earth realm. He watches over his word that it will not return unto, back unto him void. So when I bind the enemy, uh, and, and then I lose a blessing, praise God, I lose healing, glory to God, I lose, I lose deliverance. I lose wisdom and knowledge. Uh, maybe it may come through a word of prophecy and loosing. Praise God. But what you're doing is releasing God's power in the earth realm. Then when you're binding, you're taking the authority of the word of God and shutting down and taking authority over that thing which would hold, hold you or someone else captive. You're taking it captive by, by, by the authority of the word of God. Amen. Someone else talked about, they want to know about breaking curses. And I just want to say on tonight that we have the power in our tongue to break every curse upon our life. God says that he has given us power to tread upon serpents. Amen. And I understand that when we're breaking and bonding and loosening, we're pulling down everything in the spiritual hemisphere on tonight. So tonight I always say we got to break and loose every satanic attack of the enemy. Sometimes you just got to declare and decree it out loud. So I declare and decree all the time the things that are around me, the things that are perturbing me. And tonight we got to declare and decree and break that thing in the spirit on tonight. If we want to be free, we got to prophesy to ourselves that we are free, that we are complete and that we are whole, and nobody can do that for us on tonight. So we got to declare and decree that I won't walk in bitterness. we got to declare and decree we won't walk in insecurity. we got to declare and decree on tonight that we will not walk in instability, that we will not be emotional, that we will walk in anger, that we will walk in hatred, that we will walk in fear, that we will walk in rejection. So I want to talk a little bit about tonight because rejection also works along with that thing that we call brokenness. You know, sometimes we can be rejected from our mother's womb, and the word rejection is mean we feel like people don't receive us. And the reason why we don't feel that people receive us is because we don't know who we are in the spirit. So I want to encourage somebody on tonight, we are bad in the spirit on tonight. We are more than overcomers on tonight. And God said to me today, he said, put in, he said, put yourself in the driver's seat of your life. And as you put yourself in the driver's seat, God says, I am taking control 
of everything that you cannot take control of. And sometimes when we're driving, we have control of the wheel. But God is saying, let go and let me have the wheel so I can steal your car on tonight. So in the spiritual realm, God is saying, if you would just let go on tonight. He said, I will bring every stronghold in your life. God made all things good and evil, say of God tonight to you. God says, I will use all things for my glory. What the enemy meant for your bad, God says, I'm turning around for your good. You've got to just start your faith on tonight. Who is Jesus to you? If Jesus is your father, that lets me know that you can speak and declare things on tonight. Your praise is your signature. Come on, somebody. No matter what I'm going through, when I need a deliverance, I just got to go in full force. And I just got to begin to praise God because I understand that my praise is my signature. So I tell you all tonight, do you have a signature praise? Everybody's signature praise is different. But you got to have a praise in your, on your mouth. You got to pray and praise in your heart on tonight to overcome the attacks of the enemy. God can bring you to a place and you won't remember the sorrow in your life. When you have a personal relationship with God, God will take you to a place in Him that you won't remember none of the sorrow in your life. The sorrow in your life won't dictate your, dictate your purpose anymore. The sorrow in your life won't take control of your life anymore. Don't be caught between the wall. When I said don't be caught between the wall, the Bible says that double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. That means one minute you feel like you're healing your own, and the next minute you're regressing back into those old thoughts that you have. And we're talking about deliverance. And when I think about deliverance on tonight, it's something. Deliverance is something that we can't stop on our own. Drinking, smoking, partying, riding online, disobedient to God, but it's something that we can't stop on our own. And so when we need a deliverance, we need God to help us. And sometimes we've got to burn and loose that thing. We've got to command it. We've to stop that thing in our life. When we declare the court, we stop the thing in our life. We're burning that thing. And then we have the power in our mouth to loosen. Well, I know I'm going through this. So, God, I ask you to lose anything in my life, God, that's not of you. That means we're speaking it out of our mouth. And then we're asking God to help us. The Bible says, confess your faults one to another. So we got to confess our faults one to another. We have the power to rebuke the storm. So even every storm in our life, we have the power to rebuke it. We got to tell ourselves that the worst is behind us. The beginning of a thing is the beginning of a thing is worse than the end of a thing. Even though at the beginning it may seem worse, but God says if you just hold on, He said at the end it'll be it'll be end of a thing will be better than the beginning of a thing. So we can't look at the beginning of a thing, but we got to shoot the light at the end of the turn on tonight. Sometimes we pray for people. Come on, somebody. We pray for people, but we can't pray for ourselves. When we're in a home, when we're down and we need deliverance, we're praying for everybody else. But I tell you tonight to take priority on tonight and command and loose and bind those things in our life. we got to command those things as though they were. You're standing in the way of your destiny. Come on, somebody. When we're down, we're standing in the way of our destiny. I said put up our tray. Put up your tray on tonight. Put up your tray of self-pity. Put up your tray of rebellion. Whatever's on your tray on tonight, God said, put it up. He said, it's time to serve me. That means that we're not having self-pity, but we're doing the will of God. God wants to put us back on fire. God wants us to put us back on track. I don't know about anybody, but I hear God saying tonight, he said, certainly. Ah, oh, come on, somebody. He said, sure and go, I have none. But God can deliver us and set us free. Everything that is bothering you tonight, God says, surely it will be lifted. Surely it will happen. All you got to do is pray, be honest, and come before my presence. 
And he said, seven years what happened. Oh, good God Almighty. Mm-mm-mm. If someone talks too much, we say, if you know if they keep on talking, they're a liar. Be careful what you hear. So when the enemy keeps coming in your ear and keeps bailing you up, you got to remember this. The enemy is talking too much, and because he's talking too much, he is a liar. So be careful what you allow the enemy to speak into your spirit, man. You've got to prophesy this thing to yourself. Maybe you're in a terrible situation, but God, the God I serve is going to bring you out. The God I serve will make you complete. The God I serve will make you whole. Come on, somebody. And I understand that sometimes that is hard, but there's nothing too hard for God. Come on, you can't be powerful and then turn around and be pitiful. We can't serve both. So either we're going to be powerful or not pitiful. Come on, somebody. But if we're in God, we're powerful. Give God what you have, and God will give you what you need. So confess to God. Amen. God said to me, so the reason why some people have turned against you on tonight and have walked away from you without reason. It has nothing to do with what you say of God. It's because I have removed it from your life because they cannot go where, you, go where you're going. And you're going to a spiritual place called next. They would have hindered you at the level you're on because you have, they have already served their purpose in your life, say of God. Let them go and keep it moving. We get so perturbed and get bound up by people in our life, but God said greater is coming on tonight. Just let those go. Amen? The times when you feel like quitting can be times of great opportunity in your life for God to use your troubles to help you grow and for you to help somebody else grow. And peace is something you'll never, ever forget in God when you get peace. So take back the rims of your life and know tonight that you have the power to control the walls of the enemy. Come on, somebody, on tonight. Sometimes we lose our faith in God. But tonight, I want you to know, you don't have to lose your faith in God. God is someone who loves you, and he won't put you in a position where he will lose you. God is the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. So I challenge you all tonight to give God some praise and give him some glory. God will heal you. He will deliver you. He will set you free. And he will move you to a whole other level in your life. And I said tonight, dear God, remove the negative things in our lives, God. Then we don't have the strength to let go of God on tonight. God, delete those things from our lives, God, for your protection on tonight, God. God. Help us, God, to not be in relationships that we should not be in, God, on tonight. But, God, help us to chase after you on tonight. Amen, amen, amen. Bishop, someone wants you to talk about um, how do you know you're completely delivered on tonight? You know you're completely delivered. One is that when you got power over that thing. Let me give you an example. I used to smoke two packs of cigarettes a day. I can be around anybody smoking today, and I know that I'm delivered because I have no urge and no desire from that. But that ain't how I first knew I was delivered. I first knew I was delivered by faith in Christ. When I stood up against that thing by faith, I am I was delivered then. Praise God. I didn't wait till I felt it. I just wait. I knew it by the word of God. When you break away, the Bible says you resist the devil, and he has to flee from you. And praise God. If sorry with you, woman of God, I just want to do something tonight. I want to loose out to all the callers tonight. 
I want to loose the warring angels and command the angels in the name of Jesus, who administer spirits unto us with our salvation, to go forth tonight and set the captive free. I break and I loose every hurting heart tonight. I send you joy in the name of Jesus, because the joy of the Lord is your strength. You need to let your moderation be known that the Lord is at hand. You need to resist the devil by setting your affections on things above, not on things of the earth. Praise God, I break every hindering spirit that will try to hold you and bring you into something where you don't want to go, a thing you hate doing. You keep right on repenting for it. You keep right on falling. Keep right on falling. I loose you tonight. I send the word of God to you tonight to let you know that what Jesus did, he, he paid for all your sins, and that sin cannot hold you when you repent of that thing and you resist that thing and you stand firm in Christ. It has to leave you alone. You need to stand firm if it's an addiction. You need to stand firm and hold on. Praise God, hold on. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. You need to hold on to God's unchanging hand because we're loosening the angels tonight to go into you to, 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 to bind that thing. We're binding it, that addiction in the name of Jesus, and we're loosing unto you joy and peace and freedom in God. We're decreeing and declaring the word of God in your life tonight. If you've heard this word tonight, praise God, the word of God says, whom the Son set free is free indeed, and we loose you tonight. Praise God, because God loves you. He forgives you. He casts his for the east and from the west. He's not going to hold it accountable unto you. Give your heart to the Lord. God will fix it for you. Trust God. He will lift you up. You bow down heads. He will bring you up in the name of Jesus. Amen, woman of God. Amen. And in closing tonight, thank you for tuning in to Destiny Awaits You. And I just want to close with a couple of quotes that I wrote today. The best and most beautiful things in this world cannot be seen or even heard, but they can be felt in the heart. So sometimes we can't see things, but they can be found in the heart. There are people that can walk away from you but let them walk. I don't want you to try another person to keep them in your life. I don't want you to try to keep making them love you, to call you, to care about you, to come to see you, or to stay connected to you. Your destiny is never tied to anybody that left you. And it doesn't mean that they're a bad person. It just means that their part in the story in your life is over. And you've got to know when that person's part in your life is over. So tonight, if you're going through any type of depression, I have had a lot of people walk out of my life in this season, but I know it's for a reason. So pray, relax, let go, and let God do the rest. When you hold on to your history, you do it at the expense of your destiny. Let me say that one more time. Well, you hold on to your history. You do it at the expense of your destiny. Remember, your mind, body, soul, and spirit on tonight awaits your destiny. Destiny awaits you. God bless you tonight. Thank you for tuning in to another Destiny Awaits You. Praise will be your response. You're not going to take what the devil dishes out laying down. Praise God through your pain. No more drama. Will the real church folks please stand up? God bless you tonight, and see you next week on another Destiny Awaits You. May God eventually bless you. Good night. We thank you for being a part of Destiny Awaits You. 
We hope you were delivered today. We hope you enjoyed the Word of God. We look forward to seeing you next week at the very same time, right here at 9 o'clock with Destiny awaits you.